Hello, and welcome back to The Fire. My name is William Fritz, and thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 3. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining, and I hope that you get something out of today's episode. Please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at thefire underscore podcast, and join our Facebook group, where you'll be notified of any new updates and when content and episodes are released. It's great to be back with you all, and I'm excited to share this episode, and I hope that our time spent together will provide some value to you in the coming days and weeks. In today's episode, we'll discuss the concept of making a comeback, and how in the long run it can push us to become better versions of ourselves. With that being said, I'm glad that you're here, and we'll get into this episode right after this. Perseverance is a key foundation of life. Everyone has experienced it in one way or another. Sure, there's levels to it. A financial obstacle for someone of wealth is trivial to that of another who struggles to make ends meet. And the inconvenience of not knowing what to wear for the dinner outing you're supposed to go to is insignificant to that of someone who's unsure of where they'll lay their head or where their next meal is going to come from. But by and large, if you've existed on this earth, you've had to overcome something. Now, I've talked a lot on this podcast about the work it takes to reach your goals. We've discussed knowing your value, taking care of your mental health, how to identify life's curveballs, overcoming fear and failure, and other topics designed to steer you towards your goals, no matter the size and scope. But what happens when we reach that point and then it all comes crashing down? When you work so hard to get to a certain point and then the circumstances seem to undo everything you've done to take you right back to square one. That hurts, believe me. I've experienced this countless times and it has the potential to destroy your confidence and your belief in yourself. And almost always, the journey back is far more difficult than the original one. See, when you've tasted victory in whatever form you've worked towards, it's hard to go back to experiencing what you had before. It's like the first time I experienced a prime cut filet from a top-notch steakhouse for the very first time. Once I tasted that, the steak I used to order from Outback Steakhouse didn't satisfy me the same way. And if I indulge in something like that, it now has to meet that caliber of my newfound standards. You hear athletes talk about it all the time. If you're fortunate enough to win a championship in your career, every season that does not result in another championship feels like a failure, regardless of personal development. But once another championship is won after a season or seasons of disappointment, you'll hear most members of the team state that the current championship is sweeter than the initial one. That's because the road back is so hard. It can create environments of doubt, frustration, fear, and a reduction in confidence. That's why the comeback is that much sweeter. It causes you to reflect, work harder than before, recreate yourself, and provides you with a newfound perspective and belief in yourself, proving that no obstacle is too difficult to bear. So, when in your life have you had to dig deep to return to prior levels of excellence? Or, 
Have you ever had to reinvent yourself for newfound success? When I think about these questions, it brings me back to a situation I dealt with in high school. As a quiet and shy kid, my most memorable times during that period of my life do not revolve around friends or socializing with others. The fond memories are of my time spent on various fields and courts as I participated in sports. Sports was the ultimate outlet for me because the playing fields, pun intended, were as equal as they were ever going to get. It didn't matter who you were, your race, the side of town you grew up on, your personal likes and dislikes, or your income bracket. If you had talent, for that period of time, the gaps were closed and the outside noise did not matter. And for me, sports provided the most freeing moments of my life and where my greatest joys were experienced. Going into my junior year, I had goals of being a three-sport athlete. I would play football in the fall, basketball in the winter, and become a part of the track team in the spring. While football and track were enjoyable in their own ways, nothing compared to my excitement for basketball season. It had been my favorite sport since childhood, and I was anxious to earn my spot on the team and become a key contributor whether it be in a starting position or a supporting role. That summer, prospective members of the team were invited to a week-long summer camp at Wofford University, where we would compete against other high schools in the Carolinas. It was during that time that players had the opportunity to showcase their skills, and the coaching staff would begin to form the final state of the roster before the official start of the season began in the fall. During that week, I played some good basketball. Undersized for my position, I was able to make an impact on the game during the times I was on the court and was pleased with my overall performance. However, I had no clue what the coaching staff thought about how I played that week. About a week after we returned home, the local newspaper published a list of area high school basketball teams as part of their season preview. In that list, they predicted the starting five players for each team listed, along with a brief description of each player. To my surprise, there I was, listed as the starting center for the team. It was a complete surprise, and I was excited for the seasons to start, although it was months away. That news gave me a high and confidence that carried me into the football season, where my luck continued and I was noted as a top performer in our conference following that season. It was one of the most rewarding periods of my life to that point. But then, as life tends to do sometimes, I hit a bump in the road that I could not have foreseen. After playing injury-free for the majority of my athletic career, going all the way back to when I was six years old, I suffered the first serious injury of my career. I suffered a high ankle sprain that to this day is probably the greatest pain I've ever endured. I could not move my ankle, and though the trainers and doctors feared I had a broken leg, I was fortunate enough to be diagnosed with a severe sprain and no surgery was needed. However, it did end my season, and I now had the task of rehabbing my ankle to be healthy enough for basketball. When the football season ended, I had been rehabbing pretty well 
but I was still not 100% as I joined the basketball team that winter. I was honest about my health with my coach, and he assured me that he understood that it would be a couple of games before I and the other football players who were on the team would begin playing. However, this was not true. The very next game, as I and the other football players sat at the end of the bench, dressed in uniform but with no expectation to play, the game was about to end with our team trailing by a couple of points. The coach then called my name for me to go in. Not only was this unexpected, but as I had told him before, my ankle was not 100% healthy and my confidence in my abilities were not where they should be due to the pain I was still experiencing. But I checked into the game anyway, praying that I would have the strength to make a contribution to help us win. But sure enough, as I went up to grab a key rebound, my ankle lacked the strength needed to do so and a member of the opposing team grabbed the ball instead and scored. We ended up losing that game, and though it was not lost due to that individual play, my coach made me feel like it was. I was criticized in front of my teammates, and I paid for that mistake the entire season. The coach seemed to hold that mistake over my head, and I rarely played at all during the remaining games. Despite being healthy enough soon after, working hard in practice, and doing what I was instructed to do as a member of the group. It was crazy. In a matter of weeks, I went from being an all-conference football athlete and prospective starting center of the basketball team to what felt like a nobody. And I felt that way for a very long time as the basketball season seemed to never end as I sat on the sidelines throughout. Safe to say, my confidence was shot, and I found myself questioning if playing basketball was worth it anymore, especially for that coach. I went back and forth in my head, but ultimately decided not to play basketball in my senior season. I was coming off another successful year in football, but my love of basketball had been greatly depreciated, and the draw to play for the school team was not what it once was. I felt low. But how to change that? What could I do to not let a time of my life dictate my future happiness? In what other ways could I find fulfillment? Fortunately, I was broached with two different opportunities. A football coach of mine had always been wanting me to choose winter track and field instead of basketball in prior years. With me not playing this year, he finally had his chance for me to join. In addition, some classmates invited me to join their church basketball league, giving me a chance to play, removed from the spotlight of school, enabling me to get my confidence back. And I will say that those were the best experiences I could have had at that time. I was able to achieve personal bests in the shot put and discus that season, and placed fifth in the state of North Carolina in the shot put during the state championships. Additionally, not being under the microscope and shame of the prior basketball season allowed me to find my love of basketball again. I was healthy, having fun, and our team won the league championship that winter. The comeback was complete. Sure, my triumphant return to varsity basketball did not happen, but those experiences I got instead allowed me to grow as an individual, and in turn, I got to taste individual and team success 
without having to prove myself to those who counted me out in the past. I regained my pride and completed the comeback in my own way. We all have the ability to make a comeback in the ways we see fit. Your life is what you make it. Troubles will come, yes, but our lives are not defined by one thing. If you have a goal, whether you return to a certain point or make a complete shift, it's well within your reach as long as you believe in yourself. Life brings multiple shifts, which makes for multiple comebacks. Today's parting flame pertains to comebacks as well. This particular example relates to professional basketball player Kevin Love. Love is a five-time NBA All-Star, an NBA champion, and an Olympic gold medalist who continues to have a decorated career after completing his 14th season in the league. However, from 2018 through 2021, his career and production were derailed by a string of injuries. During that time, Love was removed from the starting rotation and was not a part of the U.S. Tokyo Olympic team. However, this last season, Love embraced a new role as a reserve and flourished as a leader and a player on and off the court. His return to prowess earned him runner-up honors for the NBA Sixth Man of the Year Award, which is awarded to the best non-starter contributor on a team. In a lengthy Instagram post on May 5th, Love addressed his performance this season and dropped some serious gems on sacrifice, hard work, and affirmations. Here's a portion of what he wrote. Quote, After the most frustrating injury of my career in the 2021 season, and an exit from USA basketball this summer due to not feeling healed and fully in shape, many people said I was done. Some even went as far as to say that love should soon consider retirement. I never let that commentary shake my belief system. I worked to come into the season healthy, with the goal of being available and the mindset of helping lead a young team in taking the next step. Sacrifice gives back way more than it costs. I had to sacrifice and come off the bench for the first time since my sophomore season." End quote. He then goes on to list some of his stellar statistics from this season before continuing. Quote, this post might be too much vanity for some, but it meant something to me to earn my respect back in a league I've dedicated my life to. Never be defined by what other people say you are. Almost all the time, people don't see the view or perspective from the floor of the arena. Keep showing up, remain hungry, and forget what they think. End quote. No matter what you're dedicated to, remember to never let the deterrents and obstacles define who you are. It'll make for a sweeter comeback in the end. Congratulations, Kevin, and thanks for the words of wisdom. And that concludes today's episode of The Fire. This episode was written and recorded by myself and is dedicated to my wife and producer, Aaron Fritz. When it comes to comebacks, no one does it like you, and I'm super proud of you. Congratulations. 
Please follow the podcast on Instagram at the fire underscore podcast. Join our Facebook group and remember to like, share and subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Additionally, if you have any comments or feedback, we welcome you to engage on either of those platforms by leaving a comment or sending a message. You can also visit the podcast website at anchor.fm forward slash the fire hyphen podcast to listen to all of our episodes and even leave a voice message. With that being said, believe in yourself, be safe, and I'll talk to you all next time. Have a good one.